This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Back to you is up next, but first take a listen to this other fine OPI show. On this week's Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Rick, we talked to the bad astronomer, Dr. Phil Plate. Uranus is a noun. Uranus is an adjective. Like you walk into a bathroom and go, smells Uranus. Listen to Minutia Men Celebrity Interview on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lozano podcast and Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is You Have Found <laughs> the Infamous Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. I thought the name of it had been changed to You Have Found. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. That's under consideration. <laughs> um, how's your roof? No, uh, it's a skylight on the roof that's being uh, caulked and sort of refurbished. And uh, the men have been walking overhead for about two and a half hours now. And so it's hard to get away from it. I'm in the basement where I usually am for these things. So there is some relief and you can't hear it from where I am. What time but, uh, did they arrive and did you have to, like... They got here. I, well, I got them? up. No, I... <laughs> coffee. <laughs> Hi, neighbor. Hi, neighbor. No, I didn't have to greet them. Uh, but my wife greeted them at the door. She gets up earlier every day than I do. And it was early for me to get up at... Uh, I got up around 6.30. Wow. But see... Now, to some folks, that may not be ultra early, but I don't go to sleep early. So I may have fallen asleep around two. Yeah. So that's early. But uh, anyway, uh, they got started as soon as the sun rose. They were ready. So sometime after 7 a.m., they were ready to go. You know that you and, were talking uh, about that across your roof? Yes. You remember on a previous show in a previous life <laughs> when we were talking about the common pet peeves things that drive people crazy yeah and and one of yours was sound effects uh well one of mine is <laughs> is this and and when you're home you know everybody uh you know so many people are working from home so it doesn't matter if you're working or not people are home more than they were pre-pandemic and yeah one thing and God knows the list is long of things that uh, I do that drive my wife crazy, but um, she drives me crazy in that she, <laughs> she has a heavy walk. So if I happen to stay in bed and she's downstairs, I can hear, and she's, you know, cleaning the kitchen well, or she's doing whatever when she gets really hyper. Wait a minute, I should have checked. Maybe she was with the crew this morning. Because <laughs> that was some heavy walking up there. Yeah. But you can you can hear her from upstairs as she walks downstairs. One floor below, I can hear her like walking wow. across the, in the hallway. Uh, I can hear her across the kitchen. And when she's when she's cleaning or doing things that, you know, obviously are, are good and need to be done. And I know I know exactly why that is. And not everybody falls into these categories. I am not 
I don't think I'm a heel first walker. Well, you start off with the heel. Do 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 do. And I've noticed it's it's heel toe walkers <laughs> that that tend to do that. Well, here's the because it, it's gotten on my nerves too when when people heavy walk across a room. Yeah. Well, here's the sick thing about it is that and God forbid if she had ever caught me looking but when she's walked when i'm up and i'm down like in a family room and she walks by i've looked very closely to see what it is with those feet hitting the floor that makes that kind of racket you know i've i've, I've analyzed that to see if it's a heel hitting first well, or if it's a, not picking your feet up and uh or, well they say a lot a lot more oh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot more annoyances like that are actually happening this year in particular. You know, there are people who have been, who, are, you know, they love each other, they're family members, but they're with each other way more throughout the course of a day. Yeah. And, and, and people get into arguments now like, must you chew? <laughs> you're, you're, I hear you chewing. <laughs> it's just like little things are getting on folks' nerves. Right. Is that you breathing? I can't stand it. I hear you breathing from the other room. Why because you, you're just, everything is so sensitive now. Can't you chew your fo- food? Why do you, you choke every night? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you that, go into a coffee bag. Yeah. Yeah, the older you get, the more you start choking as you're eating. Yeah, I might. think that all my older relatives did that. You'd be at the table. It's it's funny how as you get older, you get more or young. You know, you worry about that with little kids, and then you worry about that with the elderly, and I'm including myself now <laughs> because I've been prone to choke every other day as I'm eating. <laughs> Or or drinking, you know, suddenly just gasping for air. What's wrong? Went down the wrong way. Went down the well, wrong what's pipe. The right, yeah, yeah. What's the right pipe? Let's get it in that direction. But um, it's not something you consciously think of. I got to. I'm taking this drink, and I I want to direct it to the right pipe. Yeah. It's supposed to happen naturally. Yes, you but know, it doesn't as you get older. My granddaughter is two and a half. And she already yeah. says that she'll she'll cough when she takes a drink and she'll say it went down the wrong pipe. Yeah. Now you say pipe. I grew up here and it went down the wrong way. Oh, did you? But it's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. What happened? It went down the wrong way. It is. Which is like saying the wrong pipe. Right. Exactly. And so it was interesting how many of our family members knew the anatomy and, and knew what pipes you had inside your body. Like, none of these folks were doctors that were telling me it went down the wrong way. <laughs> well, I don't know swallow, what, what what pipe does it go down? I have no idea. Not the one that's got you choking. <laughs> but uh, Is it the esophagus? Yeah. No. Um, or is that the one you breathe? That's the one you breathe through. <laughs> I'm not saying any more about this because the more I talk on all of these shows, I'm showcasing... It should be. And back to ignorance. (laughs) Speaking of ignorance, we should get, we should call Dr. Phil. (laughs) Dr. Phil. Why did you equate him with ignorance? I don't know. Something happened with him that, (laughs) I don't know, wasn't he exposed as a kind of a fraud recently or didn't something happen? No, I don't, I can't recall that. But I think it's just, you know, after a while you, you just become more of an entertainer. 
and it and it bugs you because um, you're more showman than you are doctor. Yeah. Oh, I know what you see it him is. on TV. I know what it is. If if Tony Lasano was with us now, he'd pass us a note. And he'd, yes. he'd say, here. With some truth in it. Yeah. And he'd say, I'm going to cut all that out uh, so you don't get a lawsuit. But Because um, you're talking is going down the wrong way. Duck, you're right. right. <laughs> you're going down the wrong yeah. pipe with this you're show. You're going down the wrong pipe. Okay. No, he would say so, that the show, there's a different saying for that. Uh, <laughs> your show's going down the tubes. So, oh, yeah, very good. Uh, Same thing. Dr. Phil, yeah. I think that he had or has a medical license in texas and he hasn't practiced for years and years or something like that so he's a, essentially like you said he's a showman and he's a tv yeah. doctor and he's very popular if people like him that's fine what brought this up heaven knows what brought it up i don't know what brought it up what was it i brought it up i brought it up because <laughs> i was asking you about pipes once again there's no point <laughs> That did remind me. That did remind me of an episode that I had uh, in my life that dealt with uh, Doctor Phil. When Doctor Phil was picked up by CBS in Chicago, yeah, uh, it was a big deal. Advertisements daily about Doctor Phil's coming, his show's coming. It'll be here next month. It's coming. It's coming. And we made a huge deal out of it. And the day that uh, he arrived in town. He was choppered in to various malls around the area like an evangelist. And there would be huge crowds waiting for him at each mall. He was in the, like around Joliet. Then he was in a western suburb. Then he was in a northern suburb. And, uh, and it was all during the course of the day. And I was stationed down in the southern suburb. And I can't remember which one, which mall it was, but... You know, it must have been several hundred people waiting. Dr. Phil's coming in and he's going to start here. And this is his first stop, like Santa Claus coming along the way. He's coming, yeah. he's coming, he's coming. And I'm waiting there and and uh, I'm backstage waiting for him to be choppered. And he comes choppering in and uh, yeah, comes dashing out of the chopper. And yes, wait a minute. Oh. He's here now. And I had that kind of role in it. There he is. I see him. And they start cheering. I did something like that. Oh, my goodness. He's with us now. And he's dashing toward the stage. And uh, the first thing that took me aback was how big he was, not in weight, but height. He seemed like really tall. Uh Uh-huh. My memory of him was like 6'4", 6'5", is the way he seemed. He seemed that tall. Yeah, I remember. I was still working at CBS, too, at that time. And uh, I remember when that went on and... um, I ran into him at the station, actually, and he said... Well, didn't he seem tall to you? Yeah, he did, but he said to me, he said, uh, hey, fella, how you doing? He said, I was out at the south suburbs. I was choppered in. Steve was out there, and he's he's much shorter than I imagined. <laughs> he, and he's not a very and, tall fella. And the most interesting thing happened as we were talking, he started choking. <laughs> And I immediately said, that went down, and I said, the correct pipe. And he got flustered because he said, I should have said the wrong way. Now, he's, uh, he, yeah, he has a, he had a, has that southern sort of uh, lilt to his voice. But anyway, what I remembered was that it was a huge deal all day long. 
Dr. Phil choppering in from one place to the next. And he didn't stay very long, but the audience just was crazy over him. I think he answered a few questions, too, about, you know, my teenage daughter won't come home at night before midnight. What should I do? You know, he was, and he's answering questions like that. Well, he, he was already popular because of his appearances on Oprah. And that's yes. that's how he started on television, I yep. believe. And then and then it exploded from there. And uh, to this day, he's still on TV and he he probably has a podcast. Who does it? Well, he's doing all right for himself. You don't have to. I don't think he needs a dinner. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was thinking about him choppering in and the popularity and the crowds waiting for him. And it, it reminded me I watched recently. There was a, I don't know if you saw it, there was a 2020 special on John Lennon and his last interview. Did, did you happen to see it? I saw part of that, I, I of, of that show. I didn't see it all. I watched. About every, two hours long. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah. I watched uh, every minute of it. I thought it was riveting and, and if people, it, it's on demand um, on cable, so you can, you can find it. And uh, anyway, um think december 8th 1980 was the day that he was murdered and he did an interview with rko radio that day and mm. they were playing clips of of the interview and unfortunately ultimately it, it 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 led to his death but he and yoko ono from what i understand would walk around in new york on the upper west side and people knew where he lived and he was he would engage fans. He liked people. He would talk to them and had no security generally. And that's how, you know, the killer was able to come up to him and, and shoot him that day. And, uh, you know, it's so unfortunate and a sad story that anybody gets has their life cut well, short like that. But he was just he was coming home from a recording session to tuck his son into bed, you know. Yeah. And apparently... Uh, the assassin actually had uh, said hello to little to his son. It was little Sean. Is that was that his? I mean, uh, what was his son's name? Yeah, it was Sean. It. Uh, he has two sons. Julian was with his yes. first first wife, and uh, that was Paul McCartney when when he divorced from Cynthia. Yeah. That's when Paul McCartney wrote "Hey Jude" to cheer Julian up, and then Sean was his was his other son so yeah he was going home yeah. to tuck him in and yeah the murderer the, the assassin um had john sign something that day said hello to the little boy and then, yeah. and then shot him later it was just horrible and, and um you know that had a, the impact of of some of the other hard to believe deaths you know like uh, john kennedy and yeah. uh Others who were, you, you just couldn't believe it when you got the news that that person was gone. Right. Certainly was one of those. You know, I used to, you talk about being able to see famous folks walking down the street or have access to them. In New York, uh, when I would just go for fun or when I was working there, I used to see folks walking up and down the street all the time that you would think you, uh, you wouldn't see them in their everyday life. You know, from Al Pacino to 
Uh, I remember I told you maybe I saw Burt Parks one day. <laughs> Burt Parks. <laughs> Burt, and you'd see, I saw Nipsey Russell walking down the street once. And I saw that little Sean. I can't, I, it, it had to have been after Lennon's assassination, but I remember seeing him walking down the street with two huge bodyguards. It would have been a perfect kind of picture to take that could have gone viral and maybe i mean i've seen pictures of him since as a little boy with his bodyguards but i remember that day when i see, saw them approaching me it was the oddest sight to see this little boy and these two huge men who were there to protect him how did you recognize sean lennon because i mean his face hadn't been well, in public much well, he was, no, he, I mean, you had an idea of what he looked like. He was pretty uh, well exposed. I mean, he was, they didn't hide him. So you knew what he looked like. Yeah. I mean, I saw, it was pretty evident that that's who that was when I saw him. Well, you were talking about the famous people that had, had been killed or assassinated. And it gets back to that line of, you know, everybody remembers where they were and, I don't know about you, but to me, of all the musical groups and 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 the acts that I that I liked and admired growing up, the Beatles, they were the only one that really. I mean, you know, I was like a. a I mean, they were like superheroes to me. Um, that's that's the way I, you know, followed them and every one of their songs. So when when Lennon was shot, um, I was watching. I hadn't been married long. It was nineteen eighty real young guy, and I was watching Monday Night Football, like many other people, and, and heard Howard Cosell say, and I'll never forget the words at the, at the end of it. He had said that he'd been shot, and then he said, dead on arrival. And yeah, those I remember. words just still haunt me to this day. Yeah, that's, I remember that's how the, the news broke from me. I, I saw, it might have been that same 2020 show that you're talking about how he was reluctant to to talk about it he didn't know whether that was the setting to break that kind of news and it was frank gifford who said oh, you've got to say it you've got to let folks know yeah we're, we're doing a football game but that's too that's too big to not have to break the show and tell folks what happened yeah i was really surprised when i heard that part of it because howard cosell was a bright bright guy yeah and you know, not just a sportscaster, but he was a newsman. And, you know, the football game, yeah, it was an overtime. You know, it was a dramatic game. But, my God, this is, you know, unbelievable yeah. news. And Gifford, uh, former football player and quarterback, he, you know, he had the right instincts. Yes, he did. I mean, obviously, he, that's a bulletin. And it was Cosell's voice and handling of it that uh, is remembered so, so much. And it wasn't his necessarily his idea to do it. Did you leave? No, you I going? didn't leave. Uh, <laughs> I was I was looking at the time here because I have to. Uh, we well, you got a hot date? To, got a hot we, date? No, I got I yeah, got nowhere yeah. to go. But we you ever have anybody say that to you? Got a hot date? Yeah, I have. What's wrong with you? I have. Okay. You got a hot date? I haven't had one in a long time. Oh, well. <laughs> That's a wife walking across the floor. <laughs> Right now, to club you like I, I imagine her when you say she's walking across the floor, I imagine where you can hear it. I imagine your house being like the Flintstones' house for some reason. 
<laughs> like I've got like, like cheap she's ass, or I've got cheap <laughs> ass, the uh, you know, f- flimsy floors. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's coming to this bam. time. It's come to this no. time in the proceedings, Steve. Where mm. we're going to take a break. I was wondering when that was going to happen. I'm ready. We'll be right back. Break it good. On this week's Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Merseyside derby and a big injury for Virgil van Dyke, which could change the course of the league season. Listen to Free Kicks on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> on this week's episode of And Friends, blah, 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 blah. On this week's episode of And Friends, we celebrate Edtober! It's so it raises children from birth to produce podcast content. <laughs> still a producer of podcast babes. I pray to Ed every night that he returns my son who was left for him as an offering. Feed him, Ed. Please be feeding him. He is but my lowly son. My debt to you. What do you need with him, Ed? Must he produce additional content? Let my child go. This one was just born. They will make a sports show for me. He's just got like a baby mill. Day one, he just pumps content into their ears. Yes, learn, my child. We will soon eclipse all. You will take over cereal. (laughs) (laughs) That's the funny bell, and you should be listening to Ann Friends on Spotify or go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. You just got to search for Radio Misfits. We are back. This is Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. We thank you very much for finding us on the Radio Misfits podcast network, opishows.com and i'd like to congratulate ed silla and radio misfits and thank him uh six years he has uh had this platform and and put all these fine shows including this one i'm, I'm putting that in a category of fine shows steve and uh well, let's let's hope he does too <laughs> <laughs> it's it's quite an operation and uh ed's ed sharp Tony Sharp, yeah. our engineer mm-hmm. Samuel is Sharp. In fact, uh, we had a test recording today uh, to alleviate all of our technical difficulties when we lose recordings. Yeah, because people know me now as, oh, yeah, he's the one whose phone cuts out all the time. <laughs> and Samuel, man, what would we do without Samuel? Samuel uh, yeah. uh, is always... Uh, the the one who bails us out of things. He he knows how to do all this stuff, and yeah. that's why the audio sounds so good, if not yeah. the content. <laughs> he has nothing to do with that. Don't put him on that blame list. I got to change a lot. Now, do, have you uh, have you uh, remodeled in the sense of just move the chair from here to there, or or redone anything in the house? Like I I've, I've been doing these podcasts since. Uh, we can't physically go in the building where we used to do them. I've been doing them in the same location, sitting in the same chair in the basement. I got, I gotta, I gotta do the next one somewhere else. Yeah, I'm in a uh, room that I use for an office, but it's a spare bedroom, and um, you know there are bookshelves up here with all these books that I've never read, and. Uh, uh, I've been thinking about moving it to the basement, but you know, I think about a lot of things, but I never do it. <laughs> no, I'm you shouldn't go down to the basement too, because it'll sound like, yeah, this is those guys. It just sound like two guys 
sitting in the underwear down in the basement. Two guys in the basement got nothing else to do. <laughs> They'd they be got, like, yeah, you're right. They got nothing to talk about. <laughs> um, social media. Yeah. You've heard of it. When was the it last is. time you were on Facebook? M- months ago. I'm not a, <clears throat> not a big social media person. No, you, I, you, uh, unless you somebody have... else points out that they saw something on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. I mean, I still get all the information I need, even if it's something that happens on one of those sources. I find it, but I don't have to be attached to it all the time. Well, I don't have I, to check it every day. Yeah, when I started getting the notifications of my screen time. It showed me how much I was on my phone, and then I started reading so much crap on Facebook that I didn't want to read. And then I started questioning, okay, why am I going to post, hey, you know, it's my birthday, or, well, that comes up automatically, but, uh, you know, some milestone. Oh, I went to, you know, for a walk in the forest preserve today. Here's my picture. Why? Why do people want to know? So I started questioning all that. You know, why does anybody need to know? Why do they care? Why do they want to know? Do I do it because I want to get a bunch of likes? Uh, That's why you do it. Well, (laughs) I don't do it now. I've cut down. (laughs) Congratulations. They like you. I've cut down. what? I've cut down um, a lot. (laughs) Um, You're not using as much. (laughs) Yeah. Tell me about the, the, you read an article about. No, I just heard somebody User. say that. No, that somebody said. Was it a comedian? No, it wasn't a comedian, and, and I, I don't even remember where I heard it. But what it was was that there are two industries that that uh, call their customers users, and it's drugs and social media. <laughs> That's you an know, interesting and, way to look uh, at it. Yeah, you know. Uh, did you, oh, I had something. I smoked something this morning. Oh, really? I didn't know you were still smoking. Yeah, yeah but I'm, I'm not using using it like I used to. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I tweeted this morning. Oh, really? I thought you were not dealing with social media. Well, no, I'm not. I don't do as much as I used to. I'm trying to cut so, down. Uh, I'm cutting down on it. I don't do Instagram and Facebook anymore. Definitely not Facebook. I'm going to go the whole uh, week without Facebook. And then you start getting these notifications on your phone that so-and-so just posted a picture bobby just checked into the destination and so there are all these urges to get their users to come back to that medium and most of them come back i told you already uh, you're you're annoyed by it but you know you don't have to get a text you change your notifications to where you you don't get notifications well i mean it doesn't i'm not hooked on it that much i can get a notification doesn't make me go to it but for a lot of folks they get reminded that oh yeah yeah i do need to check in well i don't ever feel the urge to check in i know people that have and and so many people um especially in the media and in local news our our profession particularly you know people use it as a measurement of their popularity, how many followers they have. And I know people that tweet and then they have a, you know, a, a, a sound notification where they get bing, 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 bing. Yeah. So it continues. Okay. So you got, you know, 6,300 likes. What's that mean? Congratulations. 
I always said, look, I don't need it because there are people I'm trying to get out of my life. <laughs> I'm not trying to add more people. So it never it never got me as a user. So does this make us sound um, out of touch or, or more old manish? Uh, not me. Out of step with the times? I don't think it does. I know no, a lot I've of always people. had this attitude. I've had this attitude for for years. So it's not anything new. I yeah, mean, I've it, always been uh, adverse to it for some reason. Just for I, me, this never worked for me. And and, uh, and and I'm somebody with a Facebook page. So hurry up and get this done so I can go check. <laughs> <laughs> I've said before I do like Instagram the best out of out of all of them because I've I've seen things that you know restaurants that I follow and I see recipes that they post and there is some yeah. useful information on there. But then I. I hate these these games, and a lot of this is during the pandemic because people have time on their hands. But these games people come up with, uh, where they'll they'll post, um, "What's your favorite dipping sauce for McDonald's chicken McDuggets?" Mine is barbecue. What's yours? Mine's Go. actually honey mustard. Mustard is it? Yeah, yeah. I like honey mustard too, but I like barbecue. But uh, you know, but they'll they'll say go, and then you know I you answer you. to it and play this game. There was yeah. one that I saw, and here I was guilty of looking. No, I read this in an article. Actually, I didn't see it on Twitter, but somebody posted um, name. Who's the worst, Chris? And it was actors. It was is it Chris Pratt, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Pine or Chris Evans. And it happened to be Chris Pratt uh, in this informal poll on Twitter. And it was because uh, he belongs to a church in Los Angeles, supposedly, that's supposedly too conservative. And people consider, uh, accused him of being a MAGA guy and all his fellow Avengers actors. Um, Robert Downey Jr., they, they came to his defense as if he needed it and said, this is a really good guy. What are you doing? So it's just it's just amazing how this stuff takes on a life of its own. Yeah. And For what? Um, sure. Well, it's amazing how worked up you get over it. If you weren't, uh, you know, dabbling in it, you wouldn't even know it existed. Well, true. Did, here I go. Uh, talking about how worthless so much of it is, but did you see the the skateboarder? I'm sure you've seen this by now. The ocean spray cranberry guy and the and the Fleetwood Mac song. No, I didn't. Where did Seriously, you see it? really? TikTok or Instagram or it, where? It is a TikTok. Yeah. Oh, it, it sounds like TikTok. something. I oh, I hate. I missed that just from the description. I really needed to see it. Say it again. Describe it again. It's it's a it was a uh, skateboarder. Yeah, on a, he's on a skateboard and he's he's it's a tight shot of him, and he takes yeah. a drink of ocean spray, yeah. cran apple juice. How did I miss this? And then yeah. he turns to the camera and he lip syncs to a Fleetwood no. Mac song, "Dreams." No. I think. No, I'm so glad I missed that. And Mick Fleetwood then did a takeoff on it. So oh, anyway, I've seen yeah, it, I've it, seen him. Yeah. What so, made, what made, I didn't realize that was Mick Fleetwood. That was the most interesting thing about it. Yeah, he looked so different to me. I just thought he was a guy so, until I realized yeah. that's who that was. Anyway, the that song has soared to the top of the charts. Ocean yeah. Spray Cranapple sales have gone through the roof. 
Yeah. And it's amazing what happened because the guy had a lot of followers, but what happened is, is somebody else posted it that has, you know, millions of followers and then it just took off. It's amazing how these things take on a life of their own. Yeah. I saw the commercial and there's a commercial that's been created, right? The TikTok commercial. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I've seen it. Are you on the talk? <laughs> <laughs> is that what you call it? The talk? I just called it that. Just, just sound like I like I, that sound like i knew what the hell are I was you talking on the about. talk are you on the talk are you on the tick yeah oh. I'm, I'm getting ticked the longer this goes i'm getting ticked well well um i gotta guess i gotta see a man on the roof you know what i'm gonna bring <laughs> yeah. it to a close let me see if i lose you if i yeah. don't want to find yeah if oh, people I... can see this you're staring right at me in front of the camera uh, in this uh, FaceTime that we do. Um, it helps to see the other person, doesn't it? Although I don't FaceTime, we've talked about this before probably, I don't FaceTime everybody that I call. No. But for this setup, for this setup, it um, feels right to FaceTime as we do this. Well, it's easier to tell, you know, when you lean away from the microphone or take a deep breath, then... Yeah. I know when you're finished speaking and we don't speak over each other like we do when we have guests. <laughs> I've noticed that I've had several people say to me, oh, man, we should we should uh, FaceTime next time. We'll get uh, so-and-so to come in on the call, too. And I go, yeah, that would be a lot of fun. And then I hang up and realize that's not going to be fun at all. <laughs> I don't want to have to. You have to look presentable to yeah. some folks that you're not close friends with. You, you had to have a certain amount of, uh, I remember my, my long lost cousin that I reconnected with um, not long ago. We, we, we FaceTimed each other for the first time in a long time. We actually saw each other and we both had the same anxiety over prepping to look just right for each other yeah. for the FaceTime. It wasn't enough to have the phone conversation. The extra level of stress was, trying to look your best to be on the phone call. Yeah. And people have done the same thing for Zoom calls. You know, there's been a run on people buying ring lights, you know, little lighting things to light yeah. their face so they yes. just don't have the glow from the computer coming on and uh, whatever. What the hell? Um, hey, if you like Back to You, then I know that you're going to like minutia bin and we'd like to congratulate them rick kempfer and david stern have done 200 programs that's a pretty good milestone steve that's a nice that's a very nice run i think that we're on 55 is that is where we are really yeah that is a lot that's yeah. a lot but uh their show and haven't began. learned a thing since the first one we haven't you talk about minutia <laughs> that's that's what this show has been yes but yeah. uh, those guys started their show uh, a because of a lot of the reason that we did, because they've been friends for years and they had these phone conversations and they yes. talk about minutia. One thing would lead to another and they decided, hey, let's try a podcast. And they talked to Tony Lasano and he said, sure, great. And we had the same conversation with him and uh, it's a conversation he wishes he'd never had. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, congratulations to the Minutia Men, Congrats and you can find sure. them at opishows 
Radio.com. And mm-hmm. we would like to thank our executive producer, Tony Lasano of opishows.com, O-P-P-I-H, Ed Silha with the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It's moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. Do you have a special podcast voice you use? I just talk. Um, my voice. <laughs> you uh, have a certain style. People can't see this, but you're sitting in like this uh, uh, easy chair with headphones on and holding the mic like a singer. I am. And uh, it just looks like a man who's <laughs> loving it. <laughs> I'm loving it. What 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 ad is that for? I'm loving it. He's loving it. We've already is that mentioned McDonald's. Yeah, we've is mentioned the brand okay. already when we talked about their sauces. I'm loving. Well, you it. look McDonald's. like you're loving it. Yeah. Um, I sit like this and hold the <laughs> microphone because the yeah. stand, the mic stand that I had, um, the mic. Uh, because of my setup here, hey, I hey, had to, hey, hey, I had to hey, sit hey, up and lean hey, in. Like, like Billy Holiday would say, don't explain. Don't explain. Yeah. <laughs> like this is interesting. No, she that was one of her hits. Don't explain. Was it? Yeah. Um, do you know who wrote a lot of the, I think, more commercial jingles? McDonald's reminded me of this. Than anybody, Barry Manilow. Barry Manilow. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, that was part of his show. May still be part of his show. He he would sing, you know, like the Band Aids. I'm stuck on Band Aids, so Band Aids stuck on me, and all those. He wrote them. He probably made more money than that off than off his hits, and he had a lot of hits. Yeah, that's a special talent to be able to do that. I'm sure. What's the point? That is, he's got this cash coming in. The cash register <laughs> is ringing and he's weekly. On, and he's on Twitter. <laughs> He'd probably do a tick or a talk. All right, that's it. Yeah. We've run out of material. This has been great fun, oh, but I've got to run. I tell you, it's been great. I got to go. I got to take these headphones off, and I'm going to hear my wife walk across the floor there. Well, yeah, you got to go handle that stomping lady. Yeah. To see, to wow. see. But I don't, I don't hear any evidence of that. I don't think that's true, Howard. I haven't heard any stomping from your house. You make it sound like you could hear it miles away. Maybe it's I'm quiet I, over there. I, it just You're exaggerating. Everything gets on my nerves. Sure I am. That's yeah. all I do is exaggerate. Yeah. All right. Till next well, time. Wear your mask. Protect yourself and others. Uh, I think it's important that we keep remind. Get your flu shot. Have you gotten your flu shot? I have. Yep. Yes. Okay. I just think that it's our duty to to the, the people are hearing other things and being bombarded with other kinds of information. But I still believe that the science is telling me to do those things. I agree. There, it's not that hard to do. Wear a mask respect yourself respect others if we'd all buckle down for a few months we could knock this thing down why do we suddenly get preachy where'd that come from uh, we suddenly just, i started it i did didn't i started did? this well you i know took what? it in a whole different direction but i think it's a good way to end it with a reminder like that hey i don't think that you were being preachy i think that it's uh advice and it's a plea it's a plea to people's good senses to to do yep. what experts that study this tell us is right that's all i said that's all
<laughs> As he's sitting there with the mic like a crooner. That's back to you. <laughs> see ya. Until next time. See you then. Thanks for listening. Bye. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Go Cougars! A boy that only eats sausage. Kids getting corona on purpose. And my brush with Don Rickles. All that and unlimited tangents on Minutia Men. Listen to Minutia Men on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. If you missed the Lausano or La... Los, Los Anno and friends, here's what you missed. I'm Rokan. Do you like to talk about <laughs> politics? I actually don't. Politics, the problem is I'm, I have no problem discussing politics. I just don't like uh, discussing it from that left-right paradigm the way that, that talk radio does it. Right. You know, where most of the, either, you know, the hosts are either, you know, very far to the right or very far to the left. Right. You know, most of them are very far to the right. And I grew up in this business, so I know what the trick is. And this is before talk radio was actually a political force in the 1980s. Yeah. I would say that two-thirds of the conservative talk shows in America don't believe anything that they're saying. Yeah. They're doing it solely to agitate so they can get phone calls. Right. There's a couple things that worry me about the future. I'm, I, this is, I'm getting to be an old man because it's like, I, all of a sudden, you know, back in my day, we didn't have <laughs> Armenian girls having sex with black guys. <laughs> you know, I'm like, what? <laughs> what are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And this is not against, you know, the uh, Republicans or conservative philosophy, because I, I happen to vote Republican more than I do Democrat, right. but I, I vote for both. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a centrist. I could yeah. see both sides, and I decide who's, who's got the better idea at that moment right. that I think is going to be better for the future. It's not always the same thing. It's not always right. some sort of dogma. The left dogma doesn't make any sense to me, and no. most of the right stuff doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I've always said MSNBC and Fox News, neither of them are news channels. They're no, entertainment no, no. channels. Oh, and it's all entertainment. But people perceive it because they put the labeled news on it and presented like news. Right. And it's like, no, it's just talking points. The Federal Trade Commission should do something about that. It is completely entertaining. And I've worked in cable news. Yeah. And I use that term loosely. Yeah, uh, yeah. I worked with Glenn Beck. I know. You think God. that Glenn Beck oh my gosh. has any... I was his fill-in when he was at CNN. Yeah. To bring this around full circle, he was a morning DJ in Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. Glenn... Yeah. As a showman, I mean, he's he, he didn't get in this for the right. politics of it. Right, right. Yeah. I think Rush truly believes what he says. That. Really, I do. I yeah. always thought of him as more of an entertainer uh-uh. than anything. No, wow. I think he really believes it. Mm. And he's very he's entertaining at doing it. He's yeah. very entertaining at doing and it. And he could do it without calls. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. But that's yeah. the point. Yeah. That's what I'm very few guys can do that. Right. There's everybody in conservative talk radio has a first and last name. That's like the same thing. Hugh Hewitt <laughs> and uh, like Lou Lewis. And there's guys. I mean, literally, there are guys that yeah. you know. Tom Thompson. It's like really. <laughs> you think we're that stupid <laughs> that we can't remember your name? Did you have to name yourself twice? <laughs> Assholes. Radio Misfits. Get more Lausano and Friends. Lausano. Now on Lausano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lausano or whatever it's called. Doop, 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 doop,